What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 94. This episode is all about a new recent acquisition. Name is Jameson Tyons. That's actually how you pronounce it is Tyon, like you own a tie. We're no longer going to call him that. His nickname is Jamo. I know. I know it's not really very creative, so we're, we're trying to say that we made it up. Definitely didn't make it up. It was on his Players Weekend jersey back in the day. But anywho, this one's all about Jameson Tyon. How are we? Fantastic. Fucking Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Murph sounds a little sick. I don't yeah. know. Some, yeah. Something yeah, going around the these days. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> there seems to that. be some kind of disease that's going around. I don't think he has it, though. So, But Pep I've been Bob, there, done that. Huh? I'm here. I'm here. So, today you got Damon, Luke, and Murphy. Chandler Bing is MIA. I don't know where he went, but we're talking about James and Tyon. And... We're just excited about this. We were going to do this episode a little earlier, but we decided to wait a little bit, let it set in, and it set in. Yeah. Jameson Tyon, Jamo is a Yankee. We're going to call him Jamo. That's it. We're taking credit for that nickname, even though it's the least creative nickname ever. And we're creative people, so we could do better. But there's nothing. That's his nickname. That's it's it. a perfect nickname. We, you, can't, we can't, you, can't you can't make it better than that. If it ain't broke, don't no, you really can't. can't make it better. I than agree. That. So, why don't we break down first and foremost the trade that got JMO here in pinstripes? So, who has the trade details? The trade details, I have the trade details. <laughs> so, the Yankees get right handed pitcher Jameson Tyon, JMO, for Miguel Yahuri, Miguel Yahoo, Yankees number 15 prospect per MLB pipeline, uh, Ronzi Contreras. Is he related to. Wilson Contreras? I'm sure there's probably 11 different Contreras in the MLB. They're all different families. Just It was just a question. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Could not be. Who knows? I'm going to market that. He, market 8, dude. I'm going to market that he's related. You know, I told myself to, to stop saying market 8 because I say it too much, but I like it. I so. love That's my thing. I love saying market, market 8. Market 8, Murph. And Kanan, Kanan Smith, number 21 prospect. These are the Yankees uh, prospect rankings. So, uh, wait, is it Yankees prospect? Yeah, this is Yankees prospect pipeline. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Kanan Smith Sorry. isn't twenty-one in the MLB. And no, I was It'd like, be a I lot thought, bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. I I thought they were doing different. Like Yahura, Yahura is not fifteen overall. So yeah, no. they're all they're all Yankees prospect rankings. So it was 15, 19, and twenty-one. Not going to get into the details on them specifically because there's not really, you know, much about them, and we don't really we're not going to act like we've been watching them. I mean, Murph might have been, but. I liked Yuhare because he came up and threw really well only over like nine innings though. So like not definitely was worth giving him up. Like it was a good package to give up, but Yuhare might be somebody that's going to be in the MLB for a bit. He's pretty good. Might, might be, but my, my biggest thing and what I think we've been talking about for a long time now is none of these guys that we just listed off, I envision them being on a World Series team in the next two or three years on the New York Yankees. 
I'd be surprised. I am totally cool with giving them up because of that reason. And I think that sure. we, we've been trying against this win now mentality for a while now. And I think we were starting to make the moves that allow us to do so. And again, these guys, as good as they might be, as good as they might turn out to be, I wish them all the best, but they're not on our World Series roster. And that, again, is the reason why I love this trade because Talion's going to come in and be a number two, number three starter. I'm going to call him Talion. Why do you say it? Because like Talion that? just I, sounds cool. I don't want to cool. let you keep talking, but like that, it's just not. There are two options. One is Jameson Tyon, and one is Jamo. Well, that's the, it. And the you issue chose is option C that isn't even remotely. Cl- you like, I, I think, just not even Jamo in specific. I think you try to mispronounce names just across the board, not no, just him. You want to know the how re- do you say Kluber? Kluber. But you want to know the- how do you say Cool Whip? Cool Hip. How do you say Cool? Cool. How do you say Whip? Whip. Say Cool Whip. Cool Hip. No, the reason if you guys don't understand the reference. I don't like the you. reason Stop being. The reason I say that, I think, is because I think if I say it wrong the first time, my brain just allows me to say it wrong every time after that, and it's impossible for me to fix it. Anyway, JMO, I had a good point there. Thank That's you. the point. Um, what was the point? By. No, yeah. No, the point was that there's not a single <laughs> Yankees fan that's going to have a problem with that deal. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. nobody JMO, has a problem with that deal. JMO's <laughs> going to be a number two, number three starter in our rotation and none of these guys are going to reach the field next two to three years and be on the world series team. And that's why I'm okay with this trade. So now you brought that up. Let's talk about where we see him. Cause you kind of jumped the gun on that. What do you think his impact will be this year on the Yankees? I personally see, I know what you think. I, I see him. As, I mean, the two, three is kind of a cop out because the uh, four five aren't really even coming close to him or Kluber. So it's just like, yeah, of course they're better than those guys like Montgomery and, Who's the who's the, the Devi? Devi, yeah. Devi probably. So he's cl- it's clearly a Kluber JMO show for the two three. I personally think JMO has a little more upside, but obviously this is assuming health, and that's the case with both of them. I I would give the edge to Kluber. Obviously, this is obviously given no information on their health, just based on raw skill and ability and what we've seen from these two pitchers i would give the nod opening day to kluber this doesn't really matter honestly it's just for personal rankings for us but i would give kluber the two jmo the three now i think jmo has the ability for sure again if he showed his health to bump up to the number two why why can't he it's just and like we were saying before these two are literally a microcosm of what the entire yankees team is and I said this to you guys off the air that I feel like Cashman just decided let's get enough of these guys who struggle with health and let's just instead of getting one or two guys who are just healthy, maybe if those two guys we don't like or they're not available, our best option is to get like 10 guys who have health issues and two <laughs> and two of them will be healthy. And if two of them hit, great. That's That's amazing. That worked. If more than two of them hit, World Series. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think Absolutely. these two guys have such a high ceiling, and it's low risk. And who else did we get that are like that? Or either old or unhealthy. <laughs> Darren O'Day, big friend of the pod. He fits that bill. Low risk, high ceiling. Uh, James and Tyon, same way. Corey Kluber, same way. Just a lot of t- players on the team are that same way. And I think going into this year, James and Tyon, like I said, microcosm of the way – this team 
is going to just perf- like if if enough of those guys that are just were just added and are already on the active roster, just half of them stay healthy, like Judge, Stanton, Gary, like all, all those guys. Yeah, I feel like we have enough at this point. We have an excess that if we get half of them healthy, which is very feasible, like that's not asking too much. Maybe it is. That if half of them stay healthy, I think we're we're in good shape. And I think that's what Cashman did. Well, that's yeah. what he does. He takes advantage of those kinds of things. Because when somebody's had injury trouble, their price goes way down. If Tyon was healthy last year, there's no way we're going to get him for that trade package. If Kluber's healthy last year, we're not going to sign him for $10 million. He's going to be way more expensive. Same with – I mean, O'Day was healthy last year. But either way, O'Day, same thing. And those are kind of veteran presence that you can take in, and that really matters in the playoffs, especially from a pitcher's standpoint. But I did want to ask how you think – they're going to switch up when Seve comes back. So say Seve comes back in, let's call it July, just because somehow June seems a little bit optimistic. But when he comes back, does he jump to the two and do and Kluber slide down, or does he fit somewhere in between? I, I hate to be that guy, but I think it's a depends thing. I hate, I hate to be no, that it guy, but it, it's such a depends thing scenario because if either of them or both of them are dealing and they are just shutting out and they're really solid starters – you can't take him out of that position. There's no Absolutely. way. You know, it's like every every pitch, every pitcher in this rotation has health issues or has lack of experience besides Garrett Cole. And I think a lot of people are going to be on a short leash to begin with. But if we're seeing some guys starting to deal, then you can't take him out of the rhythm. We can't, we can't risk doing that. And if we mess with the yeah. system and we try and force something, then I think that's just going to – it's just it's not worth the 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 downside, you know. Like I think that a two three, um, is that a big difference? Being a two or three starter is that a huge difference in a hundred sixty two game season? I don't really think so. If we're talking about the playoffs, then yeah, I would have a bigger conversation about it to say who's going to throw second and third. But if we're just rolling through the season and we have a hundred sixty two games to play. I really don't think that a two three really matters that much, but I think that's just my opinion. This whole team throwing every five games either way. Yeah. But I think that uh, it's a really good point, but I also think that um, just another side note about JMO is that he has a potential to be, to have a lot of upside. This guy's only 27 years old and he's really only what one, two full seasons. Really? Maybe. And the way, injuries, rotation, like, you know, the way I see this rotation, the way I see this rotation, those three guys specifically, I forgot about Seve. I didn't forget about him, but for this conversation, those are the two, three, four guys in a rotation, no matter what, any way you shake it out. And like you said, playoffs is when this really matters. During the season, two, three, four are pitching the same amount of games throughout the entire season. But when you look at all three of them, all three of them haven't pitched in two years. So in, in, when you're talking about depends, like they're the biggest depends guys there are. I mean, like this, add- whole, this whole team is a depends. Like oh, what if he he could do this? If health, he could every he could do this. He could be an MVP judge if he's healthy. Uh, Stanton could hit the home run record if he's healthy. Like everybody's an if he's yeah. healthy. Nothing's different on the on the the pitching side of the ball uh, on the mound with all these guys. And it's it is interesting because these guys are a huge depends, and no one of them has any more information that can slot them in over the other other two in the two spot because they all haven't pitched in two years. Basically. I mean, JMO threw seven games in 2019. That's not, that's barely pitching. Yeah. Sevy came back for like when 
I don't. Yeah, I think, I think it was his first, first, first inning. inning. Listen, you have you have Sevy. Kluber's the same deal. You have Sevy, Kluber, Jamo, Devi, Montgomery. Those five guys haven't had a complete season in the last year and a half. And those are the guys we're choosing from. So that's why you load when, up on them and get yeah. enough of them. And then <laughs> once when we're you get talking about them, two, three, four, come playoff time. Let's just throw them all out there. See who does best and then figure it out that way. <laughs> like, I think that I think we pitch by committee in that sense. Whoever's healthy is healthy. And then by the playoffs, we only need three guys. And then if the three last men standing, that's who's pitching in the playoffs. It's a great problem to have. As long as Garrett Cole's getting the ball every time he's ready and healthy, I don't care who fills the role. If Cole gets hurt, don't even. We're fucked. Don't even. Don't. Why would you even say that? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not but I mean, I'm just saying, it. like, we're, we're saying better. all these guys have so many like injury history, injury like in the past. Like, I, that's a lot riding on one guy's arm. I'm just saying. That's, that's, that's why you pay the big bucks to be reliable and to last. I guess so. Dude's making $36 million a year. Hopefully so he can speaking stay of injury news, we got some good news on JMO actually one day ago. One day ago when we were recording this, we are recording this on Tuesday, this February. <laughs> I was going to say December. We're not in December. Uh, yeah, so James Tyon has now been 18 months removed from elbow reconstruction surgery. He's said to be throwing exceptional control and appears ready to go for the start of Yankees camp, which is fantastic news. By the time you're listening to this, pitchers and catchers report like in Soon. two days by the time you're listening to this. Probably. This week, to those listening, that's awesome. Because when you were talking about all this injury news, like it's definitely better than not being ready. <laughs> like I don't know how much weight we want to put into this, but it's definitely not bad news. I'll, I'll say that. It doesn't mean anything in terms of performance or anything. Well, actually, yeah, it does. You said it exceptional control, which is good. I don't know if you had a... A control issue, Murph. Did he have a control issue when he, on the Pirates? I don't, I don't think so. No. I'll do a quick Google search. But um, was it walk walk per nine? Um, do that in your head. You sound like an idiot when you think out loud. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but point, e- either way, walks per nine innings. Yeah, he's he's a pitch to contact guy. So I'd been really surprised if he had a lot of walks. So the reason why I love this report, and it sounds um, like duh, it's like one hundred percent, but. Yankees history, we would have heard, he should be ready. He's looking all right. We're planning it day by day. The fact that they're coming out of here and saying 100%, that I'm like, damn, I'm ready to go. Was That's 100%. 100%? Yeah, look, 100% healthy. I can't read. That is a really, really yeah, good 100%. point. 100%. I can read numbers. If they, if the Yankees had even like the slightest doubt, they would have said, yeah, we're, we're, we're monitoring it. He should be ready to go. He's throwing. They're saying 100%. You can't fuck that up. That's, That's like big. you're a weather guy and you're saying 100% chance of rain and not a drop comes weather down. Weather guys get their job. They're, they can be the least accurate people and still have a job. Right, but that if you're saying 100%, example. 100. Weathermen yeah. can cop. They can get out of that easy. No problem. That was a bad example. Uh, that was bad no, well, I mean, he better Cold be 100%. front came in last second. Nothing I yeah, can see about it. Come. The Doppler didn't, didn't catch it. He he's, had still, the he's still important to work tomorrow. Anyway. Hundred percent. That so, makes me feel good, especially coming from the Yankees. I mean, speaking Yankees of baseball side. news, like another person who says hundred percent, fucking Bob, Bob Nightingale. Yeah. He says a hundred percent, and his hundred percent is like twenty percent <laughs> because, like, oh yeah, Trevor Bauer's on the Mets. The deal is in place. Still has a tweet up, by the way. Didn't take it down. That I quote to like, might, might be might, as well might be time it. to take this down, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. There's a gift we should. Every time Bob tweets, 
we should just quote tweet it. There's a gift. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> we should just do that every time. I don't know how he has a job. I digress. <laughs> anyway, I'm super stoked for that because JMO loves coffee. Hundred percent. Big coffee enthusiast. I know. What's that. the word for that? I, I he tweeted sure. about it. He said, "Where, where Where's should I get you? coffee in New York?" Duncan. What's the word for coffee enthusiasts? Like, there's a, a sommelier. Is no, wine. that's a sommelier. That's what I was going to say. I know the wine is sommelier. Coffee connoisseur. Coffee connoisseur. Yeah. Might, a might just be coffee enthusiast. A venusaur. Sounds like a dinosaur. This is getting yeah. Out of hand. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I mean, him and Garrett Cole. We didn't even talk about their relationship either. Like that's. That's another huge thing, Garrett Cole. The reason why we got him, uh, not maybe the only reason, but a good part of the the reason why the Yankees went after a guy and targeted Jamison Tyon is because Garrett Cole loves the guy. They roomed together when they were in the minors, was it? Or was it just, yeah, they wouldn't room together if they were in the majors. So they roomed together in the minors, coming up together, on the Pirates together. They went their separate ways. But they're back. They're boys. And it just... There's that picture it's of them good cheersing. chemistry. It's good chemistry. It's, just, it's not bad chemistry, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those things where it's just like, it's certainly not a bad thing. I don't know if it means if it's a great thing. I don't know if it's like I wouldn't put. No, that's a great it's thing. It's not like they're pitching and catching thing. to each other. It's not like the, the chemistry is needed, but definitely no, forces definitely, camaraderie. In a World and, Series team, we need to have chemistry. Hell definitely yeah. Definitely can't have not chemistry. No, so. I love it. I mean, that, this adds. that it's just, a value add. That just promotes working together and getting better together. But. I don't. I don't think you know. It's not like a pitcher catcher relationship or a shortstop second base relationship. It's a little bit different. It's more of like a um, again learning and getting better together. Not like a let's work together and turn two. Well, the best part about it too is that the thing that Garrett Cole said to the Yankees that made them want to get him is that he was one of the most resilient guys he's ever played with. Which coming down the stretch, that's going to matter. And that's like. If I need one quality out of him, it's resiliency to get back to his former self and the guy we paid for. So that makes it just all that much better. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. He beat cancer. He beat two Tommy Johns, and now he's still kicking. And he's kicking pretty fucking good, I hope. But, like, he's ready. He's throwing accurately. The great reports. Like, I have never – Garrett Cole didn't even need to tell me that to say that he's one of the most resilient, like, gamers that I have ever known. I mean, he beat cancer and two Tommy Johns. Like, that is a – like career death sentence for a pitcher, just the time that, alone, let alone the cancer. Any any player ever. That's a yeah. No, I'm just saying, just the, the the Tommy Johns alone, let alone the cancer. But another, actually, another great thing about this is that we didn't even we I briefly mentioned it, but the fact that he's a gamer like Garrett Cole, maybe that's why Garrett Cole took a liking to him because he's like like minded like he is. So I don't know. Just need, need it seems I need to see. It to believe it, but if we get a guy that's remotely close to the mentality of Garrett Cole in him, I am sign me up for that. That yep. is what we need in the playoffs. We need a guy screaming his head off when he strikes somebody out. October night, just absolutely losing it on the mind because he just threw a fucking, he just twirled a gem in the eighth inning of a playoff game against the Astros. Astros won't be there, but you know, like that, I, that just put me there, and I hope he is that kind of player. And, you know, he likes coffee, so maybe he's like the Canely situation where he's addicted to Red Bull. That'd be <laughs> sick. That version of Canely was awesome. That was like Eminem before the – that was like relapse Eminem. It was sick. I don't All know right. if that analogy It's an interesting comparison. It's time to shut this one down. But that is Jameson Tyon. Make sure you 
Give us a five-star rating. We love it. We love you guys. So love us back and give us five stars on the podcast app, Apple Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the show. Follow us on all social media. This episode is also going to be on YouTube if you're listening. I know we mentioned that on a few other ones and we were having technical difficulties uploading. So some of them, only the Darren O'Day one was on the YouTube. But now, going forward, every single one is going to be on the YouTube if you want to watch us in video form as well as audio form. If you want to stay on the podcast apps, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Do what you want. Do what you want to do. We just provide options. We don't tell you what to do. That is that. Like I said before, on other episodes, we are going to start doing these. Obviously, we're still doing these Tuesdays and Fridays. Two weeks out of the season, we're doing them every day leading up. So it's nice little like get you pumped up domino effect. Too much content overload, not enough content. And then we are going to be streaming all the episodes when we figure it out. <laughs> the technical we we would be doing it right now if we knew how to do it. We'll just be fully transparent about that. We don't know how to do it, but we will figure it out. We're resilient like Jameson Tyon. Fantastic segue into that. So I'll pat myself on the back there and we'll end the ed- episode now. Love you guys. Go Yanks. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Whenever the sky falls, you don't have to worry If it feels like nothing gets better I'll be there to guide you You don't have to worry, worry Yeah.